With the last scheduled Street Fighter V update en route for this March, we discuss which facets of the game's balance could use the most attention here in 2022. And then, Catalyst considers whether or not it'd be a worthwhile venture for Capcom to go back and update the balance of older titles, like Street Fighter IV and Street Fighter III, all on this week's episode of Talkin' Block. Welcome back to another episode of Event Hub's Talking Block. I am John Catalyst Green. With me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Another episode. It's it's the very first episode. Actually, no, we put the Talking Block logo into the previous episode that we recorded some two weeks ago, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I'm all over the place. We have been in such fun but chaotic transition over the last week or two. Uh, yes, the Event Hubs podcast has evolved into Event Hubs Presents Talking Block. Boom. And that's the official new uh, name for our show. Hope you guys like it. Please let us know how much you like it. And those of you that don't like it, uh, just don't say anything at all. <laughs> um, so no, we, we, uh, yeah, I, we, we, we love the feedback for the show and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Uh, those of you that wanted to say something mean, just psycho crush the like button Boom. for us. And uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, so uh, before we get too far into it this week, we're going to talk about, oh gosh, uh, some pretty interesting stuff. The, the, the way we want to see Street Fighter V changed, and maybe the way we might want to see some older Street Fighters changed. Before we jump into that, I uh, want to tell the our, our faithful listeners here a little bit about what happened, just very briefly. Okay, so um, basically, we had an existing YouTube channel that was dormant, and we had not used it in a few years. And it was, unbeknownst to me, uh, tied to an, a multi-channel network relationship with our previous uh, ad company, which was MLG. Okay. So we got that, uh, webs or that YouTube channel up and going. We started posting on it. We got it monetized. And then we found that it was connected to MLG. What does that mean? It means that all of the money and the revenue was actually being funneled still to some account with MLG, whom Event Hubs no longer is affiliated with, um, and, uh, is actually was, was acquired by Activision. Yeah. So we spent a whole bunch of time trying to get in contact with John, MLG. Are, hold on. Are you saying that, 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 Event Hubs was acquired by Microsoft because Microsoft bought Blizzard Activision. Oh. <laughs> we went our separate ways with MLG in 2017. I believe that was when they were um, that was when they were purchased, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we we're no longer affiliated with them. Yeah. Um, but uh, so we we spent a bunch of time trying to get in contact with someone who knew, how, you know, like that, that could basically unlock things from from Activision slash MLG's end because YouTube. Didn't help us much. Thanks, YouTube. Really love you. You're the best. Um, anyways, long story short, <laughs> YouTube yeah, or whatever. I don't care. We'll go to we'll go somewhere else. I don't. I I, I feel completely equipped to to transition. Go somewhere else. Whatever. Is my space but still going? Because we can go over there. So yeah. <laughs> Put us in your top eight. Uh, yeah, so so basically we uh, had to, Activision couldn't do anything about it. We eventually got in contact with them. We couldn't do anything about it. And YouTube refused to do anything about it. So basically we could keep staying on that old channel and all of our money would go to some unknown account that I don't even know if the people that are getting the money know they're getting the money. But no longer dealing with that. So we're jumped over to this other old channel and we are in the process of monetizing it. We need a 4,000 public watch hours. So if you don't mind, watch this a few times. <laughs> and we really appreciate you guys uh, coming along with us for this journey and uh, continuing to support us. We are now excited to say that now that we've made this transition, uh, we can actually start having an inflow of cash. And I can justify to my big boss doing some cool new things with that cash if it ever events eventually starts flowing in. And we can make this show even better, level it up in some creative and exciting ways beyond just calling it something differently. So that's the gist of uh, of what's been going on in our lives for the last two weeks or so. John, did you have anything else you wanted yeah, to add to that I before want, we jump on? Yeah, I know that uh, Activision Blizzard's got a um, lot of stuff going on in the news and stuff about them, but uh, the, the representative that helped us there uh, was super awesome about everything. Uh, nothing on their end that they could have done. It was just really on YouTube's end. And uh, they just kind of, uh, any content creator on YouTube that you guys see up there, they have to deal with a lot of crap um, to make their, their channels work. Um, so realize that, um, that, is, that is send them a fruit basket, yeah. you know, send your favorite content creators fruit baskets. Yeah, they, they deal they with a lot. It. So, um, but anyway, Hey, you know, it's, um, uh, 
we're we're no strangers to starting over. Uh, you know, we we took the L, we took the L on our chest, and now we're we're back, and we're we're going to be better than ever. So that's that's how we're looking at it. Hell yeah. Okay, so jumping into it this week, we are discussing what we want from Street Fighter V's potential final major balance update, right? So it's in March that we were going to get Capcom Cup, no longer getting Capcom Cup there, but uh, the scheduled balance overhaul change is uh, slated for the sometime in March. Uh, I don't have it off the top of my head, but... <laughs> And um, so, of course, when you ask, like, well, what do you want them to do with the game? An easy answer in a perfect world would be something like, well, I'd like them to nerf the top tiers, buff the low tiers, and basically make every character's risk and reward finely tuned and balanced so that they're all fun to play. And uh, yeah, but of course, we don't live in a perfect world. You're, li you're dealing with a team that has a finite amount of mana to devote to all of this. They're probably distracted with designing Street Fighter VI. And so... It's more of like a discussion for the community to sort of finalize and, and, and get a, a clear idea of what they want to see changed about the game in some more general channels. And we can get into specifics as well. But right now, it's like, let's take inventory and let's make the conversation about the things that we are still hung up on, the, th the ways the game is still frustrating or limited to us. And that way, if we're discussing it, well, then there's a good chance Capcom hears it and maybe we see those changes implemented. All right. So, well, if we don't mean <laughs> make it perfect, what, what kind of things might we be focusing in on? I want to look a little bit back on Street Fighter V story thus far. Every time we've had a, an opportunity for one of these major balance overhauls, the conversation in the community has widely been around, and, and deservedly so been around, overwhelming offense. There's been a lot of problems in Street Fighter V that can be boiled down to it's too offense heavy, mm -hmm. right? And that's individual characters right up into just the V-trigger and V-system mechanics have been a little bit too tuned in one direction. And Capcom has been whittling away at those things, right? And um, oftentimes, like, like around this time last year, let's say, we were talking about a handful of ridiculously powerful characters, usually with really powerful V-triggers. And Capcom attended to that in a, in a broad way by implementing the V-shift mechanic, which I think has done a lot of good for the game. And I'd like to stop there and ask you, though, because V-shift has been a little bit like, uh, people are like, yeah, it's good, eh, it doesn't do anything. Where do you see V-shift in terms of how helpful it's been for balancing Street Fighter V's offense and defense it's really an underrated mechanic uh it was the cpt uh not not japan uh this last weekend but the one before at the east coast one and you actually saw v-shift regularly used by the best players uh from the mm -hmm. east coast and it's like it's a big factor right now and and again this is such a marvel street fighter game with street fighter 5 like offense is always going to be you know the, the the dominant thing and we're actually kind of expecting that to to be the same case with street fighter 6 like you know maybe 60 40 it's better if it's 50 50 but in this day and age of esports and other stuff i think that if you're going to be biased towards one side it's going to be offense so it's really important that you 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 also don't keep that offense like at an 80 20 ratio or something like that which i think there's parts of street fighter 5 where you could say it was like an 80 20 like defense is just not even a factor practically at all you better be really good at your offense or just not being in the spots on screen and i think the game mm -hmm. has really shifted now to yeah it's a b shift shifted huh um it's a, i really do think the game has shifted to a very nice spot overall where it makes sense with what street fighter 5 is how it plays right now yeah, I've so so the effects of V shift were not immediately apparent. We weren't seeing it in every round, and we're kind of questioning, oh, this isn't this isn't doing a ton every round. I don't see the effects of it, but I think that the decision making processes that it adds another layer of of. Um, potential escape for the defender and another juggling pin for the aggressor to have to deal with. In certain situations, the aggressor might think, well, I'm going to do my uh, anti-V-shift route. And if the person that's defending doesn't V-shift, well, they probably just escaped that pressure just because of the fact that V-shift existed and and neither, um, you know, and they didn't use it at all. The other thing about it is that it saps directly away from your potential to use V-trigger, which have been the overwhelming offense problem or problematic for, for offensive reasons. Um, a lot in this game so I do think that it has been a very good mechanic and I am I am impressed and 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 happy with Capcom in their implementation of it so the needle has certainly moved away from offense I think we can both agree on that and we so often have said this year Street Fighter V's balance is in a better place than it ever has been fair enough now 
last year, like I said, we were talking about some pretty crazy things that certain characters could do. Like Akuma could side switch out of the corner for for no meter and, and how advantageous that was. Some of the things about his air fireball and and uh, we've seen some crazy things like Abigail's season three V-Trigger, Minot's season three V-Trigger. Um, uh, I mean, it, <laughs> all the way back in season one, uh, Armika's Oki and, and crazy set play things. And a lot of those things have been attended to. The, but that's where a lot of the issues have been at the at the top of the tier lists and such. And this year, we haven't heard as much when it comes to those types of things. Now that tells me one, we have moved from a place of egregious error in terms of the top tiers being way too powerful to uh, well, maybe we've fixed it or maybe we've just moved it down a rung or two. And when you and I were sort of talking about this, I was starting to say something, or at least I think the conversation felt like I was saying, yeah, we're, we're pretty good with where the top tiers are. And you had a stark reaction to that. Yeah. So John, I want to ask you in terms of some of the best characters in the game, do does Capcom need to still be attending to the likes of, uh, well, I don't even want to put characters um, names out there, but certain top tier characters and if so like have they been dealt with fully or are there still some that need to be directly dealt with uh answer is hell freaking yeah and uh <laughs> and since you don't want to put names out there i will uh that's no called, no i want you to oh, yeah. i just didn't want to put them out there before all good and, and all good uh cami urian uh rashid um it's uh giving really quick examples because we've covered this a lot uh cami mm -hmm. uh her super um once you do a ton of damage on it and you know the the most easy hit confirms on the planet um you get a double dash for great okazemi uh that should be removed from the game entirely no character in the game should get that no character in the game should be able to do a super that does 500 damage or more and gives them great okazemi pressure that's just a really fundamentally stupid design decision and should not be in the game um it's only season like one and uh, like base roster season one maybe season two characters still get it i think but i it seems like capcom has written that out Oki after critical art, which I really think they should, but for some reason they didn't touch a lot of the characters that had it uh, early on in the game's life. But I 100% agree with you that like she does not need that. Yeah, and you say for some reason it's because Capcom can't nerf Cami. There, there's something about it like they they click the nerf button and like their their hand keeps slipping onto the buff button instead. So I mean I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. But uh, going on, uh, also Urian, Urian actually has matchups where he is one of the best fireball characters in the entire game. Uh, that should not be a thing. Uh, Urian should not be competing with the Giles and the Roses and other stuff out there. Uh, but his V skill two charges so quickly, uh, they need to add an extra like two to four frames on that because it's just it's stupid fast right now. And in some matchups, Urian just becomes dominant. And it's like he does not need that. Like Urian is he's not that style of character. It, it, it's like um, it's like taking Rufus in, in Street Fighter Four and giving him like one of the best fireball games too. And it's like what are you doing? That he he's not that style of character. Again, Urian does have projectiles. He has all this kind of stuff but don't don't give him one of the best options of the game for it make that an add-on to what he's doing and, and so that you increase the charge time and then Rashid pretty much everything Rashid does I'm seeing some stuff with Rashid uh, now now I haven't been running into a lot of Rashids and I've seen some complaints and I've seen him consistently still placed high on a lot of tier lists um, but in, I think it was in Street Fighter League it was like a week or two ago um, someone was playing Rashid and just went off the wall in the corner three or four times in a row and I it was the Dawson player I think it was Mr. Crimson uh, what, like just couldn't do anything about it seemingly or and, and it the character looked like I just wrote an article about the, the Rashid mod in UMVC3, the character looks so much like a Marvel character in a Street Fighter atmosphere, yeah. and uh, that stuff can be so frustrating. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's a it, it basically the the not you know it's they need to look at Rashid's corner options a little bit more. I get that that's his design, like he actually makes sense where he's a a highly mobile character. That is actually what Rashid is based around with all of his air attacks and stuff like that. But the thing about it is you don't want a character to be able to break the meta like that where you get cornered in this game and it's it should be a very big disadvantage for everyone. I don't care. You know, and it's okay if Rashid has a few more options to escape than your average character because of his mobility. But right now his options are still a little too good. And so you'd want to knock that down. And again, it, it, it's if you look at the stuff in a vacuum and you compare Rashid to Cammy, you're like, oh, well, that's fine. It's like, no, don't do that. Compare Rashid to like Alex, our jury, our, our 
Oro or something like that. And that's where it really starts being an issue. And that's how come I'm such a big mm. advocate for knocking down these top tiers because it's not about comparing the, the top tiers to each other. That's a really foolish idea. You've got 45 characters. You want to make as many of those 45 characters as good as possible. And, and that's how come I think the top tiers need to be knocked down because it's still the 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 level of balance at the, the highest ends of tournaments is still pretty abysmal. Um, it, mm. it's You just don't see a, enough character variety. It's better than it ever has been, but it's still not enough. That's the other side of this, or the other part of this argument, I should say, is that maybe these characters aren't overwhelmingly strong to the point where they're they're ruining the game, and certainly not to the degree that they were before. But then you want to ask, well, should you get other characters? Like, do we want a changing of the guard at the top tier? Do we want to see some fresh faces in tournament, like top eights and stuff along those lines, and not just like three Rashids, two Kamis, and then maybe roll the dice for a, a Urian and a Bison? Um, but really quickly on Rashid, I was also looking at him specifically specifically because uh, he he has popped up as one of the strongest characters still. And if I were to quantify it, it's something like he's he's his normals and his his offense are really good. And then they've they've tuned that down a little bit, thank goodness. And they've tuned down his ability to escape from the corner, although maybe that's a secret buff nerf because of the angle or it, something it's like that. Definitely, I'm not sure. That's that's Rashid players trolling. I have to jump in on that one. He is definitely worse. If you go back and watch okay. like season two and, and season three footage of what Rashid could do in the corner, it's a night and day difference in good old Rashid players. I will just say there's a number of top players who who play Rashid. You should never listen to a word that comes out of their mouth. Uh, there's a few exceptions <laughs> out there. Uh, uh, shout out to JB because I think JB gives really good assessments of what Rashid can do. And he's very honest about the character. Most of the other top players who play Rashid don't listen to a word that comes out of their mouth. Uh, yeah. Well, the character is clearly a very mobile character, as you as you noted, and especially with his V skill two now. When he goes to the air, he can jump in the air and do a regular jump. He can dive kick down. He can zip back and fall. He can zip back and then zip forward with a kick. Uh, but the point is, he has tons of extra options once he goes to the air. He's also very strong horizontally, as he's got to run into the spin. He's got really good normals. What that all equates to is he can initiate offense like no other character. His he is one of the best at initiating offense. He can choose when he wants to. He can do it from the air. He can do it from the ground. Now, if that's the case, fair enough. You want to give the character some kind of a flavor and some kind of, a, of an ability that's better than most others, you can do that. But if you were going to do that, then once he's there and, and offense has been initiated, he shouldn't have amazing, strong pressure. And it feels like, and, and maybe he shouldn't have incredible damage output. And it's like, maybe they could attend to those facets of the character so that, yeah, he can start stuff really easily, but he's got to hit you maybe once or twice more uh, compared to your average character that can't start stuff so easily. Something like that might be a good balance for Rashid. But I don't want to get too lost in the in the particulars there. I want to ask, too, about two other characters that have been at the top before and maybe aren't anymore, M. Bison and Akuma. Where do you feel like they're right now? Uh, they're both like right around the top 10. I think Bison is in the top 10. Uh, I think Akuma might have fallen out of it now. Um, if they left Akuma pretty much intact, I would not be upset because I think they've actually properly addressed him. Um, I, I don't run into him mm -hmm. nearly as much as I used to, and he's still one of the more popular characters. So it's like, yeah, that, that feels about right. Bison, Bison is still so brain dead easy to play and just watching people just go and stand heavy kick and do a bunch of other crap and just not really... <laughs> Oh, you think Bison needs more though? Oh, huh? Bison he definitely needs to get hit harder. Yeah, he. It's. Uh, I. I've watched way too many CPT tournaments, pretty much all of them, and, and Bison is still a a very dominant presence out there. Where Akuma has definitely been attended to. Bison's still just ridiculously bad. And again, he's got the cami disease. When when you have a brain dead easy character to play, you do not want to make him that dominant. Akuma's not brain dead easy. He never has been. Uh, that's never been a complaint you and I have have, have levied at him. It is a, a big issue with the, the camis and the bisons out there. Uh, Balrog too, but Balrog at least is not um, that good. Uh, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I want to make sure that we are at least aware of is to not think that, okay, it used to be really bad. Capcom implemented V-Shift and nerfed a handful of the top tiers to a decent degree where we're not talking about them anymore. Um, is it fixed? It's like maybe we went from really bad to just bad, and then we're like, okay, we'll meet you halfway and be content with bad. It's like, well, no, if we're doing this game for another year and uh, then and, and you're supplying it as a service, then you should make the game better for this 
coming year and every year that you you support it it should make the game a little bit better so um i i think that you're right in that you can still be attending to the, some of the top tiers one because they might be just ridiculous or, or um, they might be clearly overpowered from where you want them to be and two because we want to see a changing of the guard a little bit so i'm not uh, as as against luke being up there not just because i'm a luke player um but because like i, I he's brand new it's like that's a good look for the game yes. especially if he's going to lead us into street fighter 6 he would there's an argument for him to be up there yeah. um okay and then so the other side of this coin I, is and I to would, talk about uh, I just before we move on from Luke I would nerf him too yeah. in this March patch he's had his good run here and he's doing really well but I would knock him down now a little bit now that people have very clearly picked him up and played him uh, one of the most obvious things I think is just his crush counter button uh, it's negative two and he can just fish with it in neutral all day long well not all day long but way too much um, and and right now I would knock it to negative four and it maybe increase the pushback a little bit so he just can't randomly throw it out there and have good things happen for him he's got to actually kind of be calculated with it and if he's a little too close with it, he's not spaced perfectly, he gets punished with the jab punish. And, and just something like that would really increase the the feeling of, of being more fair, you know, kind of thing. Like if I'm playing jury and you're playing Luke, it's like, I don't feel like that's fair, you know, kind of thing. Like you've got a very distinctive advantage. We both go to the same character select screen, but you know, it's all about, it's all about getting that parody in there as best you can. And when you, when you're able to fish, like we've kind of universally decided that fishing for crush counters and neutral is fairly scrubby uh, because the risk reward is just so heavily advantaged with you. You've got to make sure that the, the, the risk is more increased there and being a negative four on your crush counter button uh, when you've got other buttons you can just kind of do i think would would do that and you could still do it you just have to be smart with it you can't just throw it out there yeah i think about akuma's forward fear or not forward fears but his <laughs> being negative too yeah cr crouching crouching heavy punch yeah it, it's it's bull crap um but it but right now i would actually make the case that that uh, luke is a better character than akuma and uh, you know akuma has been heavily dealt with in other regards i'm not a big fan of that one either um but at least he has some clear weaknesses I don't think that Luke necessarily has right now. You know, I, Luke has above average health and I think stun as well. And I don't, uh, my, my friend John, not you, uh, a different John, <laughs> in case you were wondering. Uh, my, my friend from, uh, from Phoenix and uh, the FGC up there has would said, uh, last night we were talking and he said, you know, it would actually just be good to, to reduce his health and his vitality because yeah. he doesn't need that. Doesn't and need that's it, something yeah. that you could very easily tweak down. But that feels like the kind of thing where if you're creating a, a kind of an inflated character for DLC, new release purposes, we want this character to be particularly good. That's a really easy category to, to give them a pretty big advantage in and then reduce it later. Yeah. If you want to then kind of shave them down a little bit after they've had their initial run and gotten some of, of a, of a charismatic, you know, um, following. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would imagine I, I, as a loot player, don't do anything to him. Give him a, give him more stuff, but also as a, you know, someone who wants to see street fighter five get better. Sure. Maybe, maybe hit his vital, his vitals a little bit or something like that. And I, I do want to just mention that I love how Luke has come out and where, where he is at right now. Uh, this is what a DLC character should be in this, these games. Uh, when you have the Oros come out and they just, they flop right from the get go. That's terrible. You never want yeah. that. You want characters to make a big splash like Luke as close as you can without them being overpowered. I don't do not think Luke is overpowered. Uh, I still have him in my top 10 range but he is very good um and, and now that he's had this great you know run of like what six months or something like that like no go ahead and reduce him down a little bit we know he's going to be good a bunch of people are going to stick with him um go from there six months meaning what when this balance patch rolls yeah out. I think like we'll be about like five or something five or six months something yeah. like that when when the march wanted to save out. you from some mean comments i, I appreciate there. that <laughs> <laughs> um anyway I'm so blow everyone and tell me how bad i suck no anyway you're kidding yes <laughs> Tell John how bad he sucks. Uh, speaking of things that suck, low tier characters are the other side of this. Now, it's more efficient, as you kind of alluded to, to nerf top tiers because that helps out everybody else in terms of them fighting these characters who are going to be fairly popular. But then if you are buffing up low tiers, it's like it's really going to only kind of affect that that character. Um, so it, it, you're 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 change doesn't go necessarily as far but this is still necessary and a lot of the attention that uh that goes more into this category tends to be driven toward characters that have expectations around them and those expectations aren't being met case in point ryu ryu should be somewhere around the middle of every street fighter roster at this point kind of a 5-5 matchup across the board where you can get the job done he can he can deal with just about anybody but he's not amazingly good right and and, and just kind of the the real meat and potatoes character that all the other characters sort of are are balanced and and, and designed around at least 
to an extent. Um, and Ryu was a laughably bad character in Street Fighter V, and people were not okay with this. You need your poster boy to be either mid-tier or a little above that. Um, same kind of a thing happened with Sagat. There's an expectation for Sagat to be this powerhouse, the original fighting game boss and Sagat and you know, every all, all of his legacy, and he comes out underwhelming. Not a good look. Jury has a ton of, of charisma. Everyone loves Jury. Uh, she needs to be better than where she's at. And even Alex, who's not traditionally been a good character, the expectations for him uh, are still to be better than joke status, yeah. right? And so certain characters, Nash is in there too, uh, certain characters have been highlighted as like, we do not accept where these characters have landed on the tier list because of our expectations about them individually. Um, uh, are, are there any of them missing there from that from that list? I mean, it, we, can, I we like. can go to a lot of them and stuff, but we'll, we'll be here for about three sure. hours so yeah yeah that's true too true too um so now uh but at the same time it's like well how much effort do we want to devote towards characters like that like first of all are there any others that stand out like that and also is it time now that you know alex has moved up a bit ryu feels like he's in a pretty good place a lot of the top tiers feel like they're in better places should we spend or should capcom spend a little more time taking looks at you know Lucia and Fong and uh, some of these fighters that have just fallen through the cracks for for various reasons. Yeah, I I think one of the the major things about these balance patches they they touch every character. But if you know a character is distinctively low tier, you need to give them one or two very good quality buffs for them. You know, like uh, don't give Jury extra animation on her fireball or something like that as her buff. You know, like actually you know give her uh, one of the things that we've always advocated for. And I don't know maybe it's you know breaking the game in the process, but something like Jury like giving her one of her charges from the very start like just just one and and that's something all jury players i've talked to practically have asked for and, and i mean it seems reasonable uh i've never played with her like that of course but i mean a lot of jury players just instantly you know double uh double backdash and then charge up their thing you know it's like so they're giving up all this space all this real estate right from the get-go just to get that it's like we'll give that to them you know like is it going to be that game breaking to give jury that compared to all the other characters i don't think so um and, and so it, it, it's really important with every character especially if they're low tier or considered lower mid you give them something substantial substantial not just a random a now they have a new taunt animation or something like that like sometimes in the past especially with with street fighter 4 it really felt that way for some of the characters mm -hmm. i remember they gave hakan the oiled up status when he began and yeah. i mean that was something yes. for him but it certainly didn't break him or yeah. anything like that uh, i i don't disagree for in jury in particular that maybe she gets that and that would be good for her uh, but I do think that we are at a point where Capcom could spend a little more time, at least than they have in the past, trying to make these characters not necessarily just good, but make their risk reward feel appropriate. I yeah. think that's a better way of approaching what it means to properly balance a character. And you feel the the frustration. It's it's harder to experience that when you're at, you know talking about a top tier because everything feels great because everything's working all the time. But you go to a and 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 that's like the inverse of it. You can probably tell that things are not balanced because stuff's feeling a little too great too often. But that's not going to be super conspicuous to the person that's going through those emotions. The person that's on the low end and is constantly feeling frustrated here and frustrated there and like they can't do what they should be able to do uh, in certain situations there you're going to find where the risk and reward just does not feel balanced and people are going to be a little bit louder about it and and the other i was i played in wednesday night fights last night right and i ended up losing to brian f's uh oro because i had like no idea how to fight that character. Now, Dream King has played Oro a decent bit, but we've only played a handful of times, and, and he hasn't been playing Oro recently. Um, and then I lost to a Fong. <laughs> and um, one of the things about these characters that would be good for for tournament players is if, if lower-tier characters are not necessarily the best in the game, but if they are properly balanced so that risk and reward feels good, more people are going to play those characters, yeah. and you're going to have more of a chance of actually getting first-hand experience dealing with these characters and, and it's one thing to like you know do your math research and figure out the frame data and all that stuff and you should do that but it's another thing to just have continued experience against someone that knows what they're doing with these characters and it's like it really sucks when you run into one of them and you just like it's you didn't you didn't lose because they they might have outplayed you as well but also there's that factor of like man and i i just i i don't have experience against this character it's like there's a lot of characters like that right now in this game where like they're just not getting much attention and, and that's always going to sort of happen but the more you can finally tune them to feel balanced and therefore fun the more you're going to motivate people to play them and the more experience everyone's going to get 
as you know playing as them and playing against them and i think that's a really good look that this game could use right now because i run into like maybe seven or eight different characters consistently and then every once in a while you know the rest of the cast one of the rest of the cast might pop up in my ranked sessions and i'd like to see a little more variety so that might be another goal um that 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 is or a box that is checked if you attend to the lower tiers I mean, here's, the, I, here's I, the thing I, I look at this is like you have all these dlc characters you have the launch cast which has been fairly dominant here and then like the season one characters that that's pretty much like you know the the core of your tournament results and rank play right why have you released all these other dlc characters um if their people aren't playing them like what why have you put all this effort into you know uh again i'll go back to oro you know someone like that it's like why did you put all that effort into them if no one's going to play them and, and it just again it's a, it's the luke argument all over again it's like make these characters pretty much universally w with some exceptions like you know grapplers like we generally don't want them to be top tier but make them good enough where the community is actually compelled to pick them up collectively and play them like that should make be them satisfying exactly and, and now um i will say this because we haven't talked about rose at all and that's my main i love rose in this game hands down my favorite version of the character i think she's phenomenal she could probably used to be a little bit better than she is right now uh, but she's also a frustrating character to play um i think she's getting enough traction but she probably should get a little bit more uh a little bit more in the way of buffs and other things and you know she's a more recent character and, and again she started off out of the gate a little bit too weak people thought she her, her negative four stuff was going to be just incredible <laughs> it's like it's negative four just block and punish you know kind of thing so so yeah it's um yeah where would you put it around bottom 15 bottom 20 um yeah somewhere thereabouts uh, i don't think she's in the mm. upper half of the of the game uh, i think the best case for her is mid tier um and but probably like low lower mid uh, i don't think she's bottom 10 uh, but as you say bottom mm. 15 bottom 20 all right so this is a vast oversimplification because there are so many facets of going that go into balancing a fighting game especially when you're attending to the entire roster right you might implement a new mechanic you might change um, some global things and, and that's all good but uh, from where we are right now we can very distinctly talk about the high tier nerfing the high tiers and buffing the low tiers and that's kind of like the 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 situation we've sort of made this into at this point so i want to ask you if you had you know 100 percent of capcom's development team's mana to uh, devote to either nerfing problematic top tiers or buffing problematic low tiers uh how would you how would you disperse that? hands down hit the top tiers uh nerf them because that that impacts the entire game where if i go back and i i adjust jury and i spend a ton of time on her that only really helps jury players um i am i'm very heavily on the the hit the top tiers and hit them fairly hard because again that you really want good parity in the, these games and when that is missing um you're really selling your game short you're really just like you're, you're making like 20 cast members or you know 15 cast members super viable and then the rest is just kind of like there it is and, and that is a bad look for your games when you're when your game has 45 characters in it do you think that they need to do any further mechanical or global changes yeah. to help just the the general flow of things i think we're similar to what they did with vish yeah i think we're good there uh they i don't think they have that in them i think now it's just a character balance type thing uh, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's one of the cases we haven't talked about him yet, but Guile, Guile's quite a bit better now with V-Shift and, and he needs to be attended to, uh, he's I'd a, like to see Guile get smacked in the face <laughs> twice <laughs> with, this, with a, a nerf bat. Yeah. With this double uh, roundhouse sweep with nerf bats on it or something like that. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, Guile needs to be hit a little bit, um, uh, for sure. And, and there's a few other problem people that have kind of come up here. Um, but yeah, it's, if you hit the top tiers, you get the entire game at that point because it's, they're the most played characters, the most dominant characters. So is that like 80% spent towards nerfing top tiers and 20% sort you know, what would your, what would your uh, percentages be? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, maybe 70, 30, you know, cause I would like to see the, the lower tier state as well. Uh, cause you, like I said, you want to give everyone something, but um, again, it's not necessarily nerfing like just to nerf. It's like making sure that the risk reward is proper. You know, it's like, hey, mm -hmm. uh, you know, when Rashid gets cornered, let's not have him have so many free escapes. Let's make this a real punishing thing for him so that he, you know, is really taking proper risk when he puts himself in the corner or gets cornered for that matter. And he can't just, you know, reverse the situation so easy. Really, it's it's not just, you know, nerfs for nerfs. It's like making the nerfs make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. If it were up to me, um, I, and, and I would say I would like to see 30% spent, maybe 35% spent uh, attending to overpowered top tier abilities and such, uh, hitting Guile, Rashid, 
uh, Cami, and the like. But I would like to see some 65 or 70% spent not necessarily just buffing low tiers, but making low tiers feel satisfying to play even where they're at. Mm. And so in some cases, that's going to mean they're going to need to move up because maybe the expectations for a character are, are not congruent with where they actually are in the tier list. But most of the time, I just want... Like, people are okay with playing low tier characters, right? People are okay with playing Zangief, even though Zangief has very clear restrictions and you're, you you go into it or very quickly learn that if you're going to play Zangief, you're going to have like a mental battle every single time you play around and you're taking that on because this is the style you want to play. And that's all good. People will accept that. People will accept that their character is not as good as in the next character. That's okay. What they want to do is have a game plan with that character that is satisfying and possible, mm -hmm. right? And if that's the case, especially across the board where you don't have some character out there that when you get into this matchup, this your character just falls completely apart yeah. or something like that. Um, you can have advantageous matchups, sure, but like falls completely apart. Just make these characters fun. Make it so like if, if I'm a jury player, I can set up this particular goal and this strategy and I can realize it, you know, a certain amount of the time where it makes me feel like, yeah, well, maybe I'm not the best, but I, at least I can do what I want to do with my character. And that's fun and satisfying. And you can, you know, the top tiers can be the top tiers at that point. So I would hope that they would, I would approach balancing the game with that kind of a spirit. And I, and I don't think that, I think the V shift has done its job, uh, widely speaking, that doesn't make the game perfect, but it's done a lot for it. And I'm very happy with it. So that's sort of where I'm at in terms of what I'd like to see, but I'd like to hear from all of you guys uh, let us know in the comments what you would like to see attended to most whether that's making sure that the top tiers are are shaved down a little bit whether it's like please attend to the lower tiers or if you'd like to see some bigger general sweeping changes with the mechanics or the flow of the game let us know and let capcom know right because it's like these they, they've probably figured out most of what they want to do but who knows and maybe they <laughs> they postpone it again uh, and and maybe we can get some influence and make the game closer to what we are hoping for for its potentially final year well said all right john it balances the, the subject of the day right like subject i, I want to talk about yeah i want to talk about if capcom should rebalance ultra street fighter 4 and third strike plus some older games and and you want to deal here like getting into it like you know people are like okay well, it, it, this is a, the premise of the 35th uh, anniversary, which I've talked about, where you put all the games on there, right? Uh, and going back, should those games kind of basically be rebalanced? Um, I, I don't want to go like with each individual game, like, you know, we're going to talk about Third Strike. I don't want to talk about Second Impact because Second Impact already got yeah. rebalanced. That was Third Strike. You know, like those games, yeah. like this is basically going back and, and doing it again. So, um, this is a resource intensive process and is expensive as well. Uh, we, we've gotten quotes from Capcom on this and they're like, look, like rebalancing sounds fun and all that, but there's a lot of work that goes into it. So I personally want to start here with the most interesting game, in my opinion, and that would be Ultra Street Fighter 4. Uh, I think the balance of that game is already really good. And yet I would still advocate for a few tweaks, especially to stuff like Elena's healing like maybe having that recover less life overall and then probably reducing Yun's damage again because they gave him some inexplicable buffs towards the end of, of Ultra Street Fighter 4, which is like, what are you doing? This is one of the best characters in the game and you 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 gave him buffs, right? Um, so, but I, I, I want to go right to Ultra Street Fighter 4 because immediately, John, we, we've run polls on our website. We, You and I talk about it. This is the culmination. This is the best balanced, in my opinion, Street Fighter game they've ever made. This is a terrific game, but I'm also talking with a long-suffering Goken player here, and I'm curious, would you want to see Ultra Street Fighter 4 rebalanced with, you know, the rollback code is a given, right? The, this is going to be a rollback code version of the game if we get our wish. Do you want to see Capcom tweak it further? This is interesting because, of course, if you want the game to be better, then uh, then you would want it to be further refined and you want them to spend a little more time now that they've learned more about fighting games in general, uh, fine tuning the product at the same time, older grandfathered fighting games tend to have this not quite nostalgia about them, but that like people accept them because they are from the era that they are in. And there is a certain understanding of what balance should and shouldn't be. And it is just like, that's what they are. They're grandfathered in, even though there are egregious problems balance wise with street fighter two. And if that game came out today, people would just laugh at it and say, that's not even a thing. What are you doing here? <laughs> but because it's street fighter two, uh, people are okay with it and they just work around and, and deal with, and just accept that there are ridiculous high tiers 
years and there are some matchups that at the highest levels feel just about unwinnable for certain characters and that's weirdly accepted Mm -hmm. now because that's the case i have to wonder well is the risk reward here worth it you know you said it's an expensive process and these are older titles and people will accept them uh street fighter 4 might not quite be at that same status as the likes of street fighter 3 2 alpha all of that kind of um or all of those older games because it's still kind of you know it it was just one generation ago so maybe people feel a little bit differently about that and it also kind of came about in in just as this sort of regular uh um regular alterations uh, you know on in 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 such beyond just well i guess they've been doing that for street fighter for a long time but in the current you know way that it's, it's being done with these regular balance updates and such it's like it's like maybe it's still in that kind of arena and it, and it still deserves that um but i as i sit and think and feel about it honestly I don't need it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it'd be good. You'd have to sell me on that. I, that street fighter four was back and was so playable that I would devote time. And then it's like, okay, maybe now I want to, but, but that almost feels like you're developing a whole new game. And that starts to get weird because you're also going to have the new street fighter game to play. Um, I mean, there's a crowd for SF4, and I think they run regular online tournaments and such. And I hear that blockbuster John and Brent are like the two people to beat in the uh, American scene right now. So good, good on, I hope those guys are doing well. Obviously they are in street fighter four. Um, but uh, so, so I'm not sold, I'm not against it, but I'm not sold because it sounds expensive and maybe like something that people just don't necessarily want. But of the games, I would say street fighter four has the bet. You could make the best argument for it. Yeah. Um, I, this is a controversial pick for me in terms of like, because I don't really like Street Fighter 4. Uh, I'm never going to play the game again if I can avoid it. Um, I, I think the game has aged super poorly. Um, and, and even if they... they Got them invincible backdashes, uh, baby. Yeah, I, I play the, the, the freaking... I play Rose, who's mm-hmm. the most, yeah, uh, disgusting in that end. Um, it, it just... Uh, for me, it's a so there's there's a there's there's a crossroads here. Um, when they did the Super Street Fighter Two Turbo HD Remix rebalance, there were a number of players who were very excited about it, and it got played very heavily initially, and then everyone bit, went back to Super Turbo. And they're like, no, like that's we're good, you know, kind of thing. So I could. So the fact that that happened first of all is probably a big like you know indicator to capcom is like all right well we can spend this much time and and that's with giving it a whole new graphical overhaul yep. and such it's like put yep. street fighter 4 in the uh uh what's the the engine we're, we're moving towards now into the re engine uh i mean sure but that's that's even more that's a ton of work yeah. yeah so it's it, risk reward i i would i would personally be in favor of it with street fighter 4 but just with a caveat of like i'm not a big time street fighter 4 player and probably the more competitive hardcore community would like to see the game exactly where it's at right now just with rollback code so that might make so the so, for so what happens though okay so it's not for you then who is it for and what happens for those people well, it, when it, when this gets updated? This would be for the people who really uh, had issues with Elena, you know, and really had issues with Yun. It's There were a lot of complaints about those two characters in particular that they were, you know, fairly scrubby and just kind of ruined the game. And, and this would basically not be a top to bottom rebalance and stuff, but just kind of hitting those major sore thumbs. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and again, it's we that those complaints were prevalent. But are those complaints so prevalent that they would keep people from playing the game again? That is a question that Capcom would have to answer if, if it's worthwhile rebalancing this game i just feel like it's been so long that even i mean i didn't want to jump off of street fighter 4 when 5 came out i wanted to play both at the same time and i think there were a lot of people in that camp street fighter 4 still had juice in it but even i being one of those people in that camp at this point i'm like it's gonna take a lot for me to to while also playing whatever the modern street fighter is to go back and play for and, and really embrace it for that. And like, and I guess that's because I guess it's because I'm not, you know, thinking about it in terms of like, I'm just playing to have fun. It's like I have a certain amount of time in my day and things I need to do. And a certain amount of time I can devote to playing games. And so maybe I'm coming more from that place than the average person, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard sell. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm going to officially put up a graphic here, John, your vote for street fighter four is no. I guess it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, mine is mine is a yes, but it's a kind of a soft yes. So moving on, uh, I want to go back a little bit further, and we have Third Strike. Uh, as I mentioned, we're ignoring Second Impact and a New Generation here, um, and just focusing on Third Strike. And I actually could not vote for a rebalance harder here, um, where I'm more on the fence with, with Ultra Street Fighter Four. Uh, Third Strike's balance is terrible. 
absolutely freaking terrible, but the gameplay is actually really good. Um, and so what I would do with Third Strike is I would reduce damage on Chun-Li's uh, SA2, her, you know, basically super lightning legs thing that you see a million times in every matchup. And then like- Moment 37, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Yun's Guinea Jin. Um, like I would actually reduce the damage on both those things because the big problem with Third Strike is there's about eight cast members who saw regular tournament appearances in, in um, a, a little less than half. And- that is just like, that's really bad. And, and when you start, you know, seeing like five Chun-Li mirrors in a row at the most competitive of levels, that's just a really bad look for the game. And and this one is a sore thumb game, if you ask me. This is one of the things where it's like, if Capcom is going to rebalance anything, it would, in my opinion, have to be this game. But you go to the purist again out there and they're like, look, like this is like the grandmaster street fighter game like and it is defined in the community as like you know the the best street fighter ever for some people why are you altering it at all you know and, and it's that golden sort of a thing and 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 people have pushed through maybe uh the 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 frustrations of the imbalanced aspects of it to just appreciate it as it is and it's kind of got this sort of aura about it and again it's like grandfathered into the the place that it is where it's now it's become accepted despite its flaws and then to go back and mess with that it's almost like there's this like you don't mess with with antiques yeah. you know it's like yes it's not we've learned how to do it better but don't because then you're changing its identity and we're more in love with its identity at this point than we are the particulars of how it flows you know john quoting pawn stars uh, i've been watching that quite a bit on youtube <laughs> and uh, they're like if you mess with an antique are you like restore it and stuff like that sometimes it hurts its value a ton so there's mm -hmm. a case right there for it but i'm not going to use pawn star logic here to i'm actually going to go the other direction and just say like watching these tournaments and competing in them just knowing you're going to face five Chun-Li players in a row that's terrible you know like that that is a unique problem to third strike that I would make the case that like that is really something you need to attend to with the, the super top tiers which is Yun and Chun-Li if you touched nothing but those two characters I think the game would be quite a bit better just by nerfing those two down just a bit just the, the damage on Chun-Li's uh, uh, super art to the lightning legs like literally just toning down the damage of that and the gaining gen would make the game so much better uh, and, and so many matchups would be a lot more playable uh, and that's not huge tweaks I'm not talking about getting every cast member I'm really just talking about dealing with the the very obvious sore thumbs that have been there for you know a couple decades now mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and that's a very different thing than like an overhaul balance patch like we see with Street Fighter V currently, which but's probably coming up in March, right? And and I think that's a, an important distinction to make so people know we're talking only about one or two of the most egregious errors about it. If that only takes, you know, you know, a relatively short amount of time and money and effort from Capcom, and it would be something that's that they could clearly see is widely going to be accepted as just fine and ultimately making the game better at the same time, not turning a bunch of people off because you're messing with an antique, yep. something like that, then okay. Okay, fine. Like, sure. I don't know that anyone's asking for this game to get better, but if you can make it better without pissing anybody off and, and it doesn't cost a lot, I don't have an issue with that. And, and I would apply that same thing to street fighter four. I apply that to all of these games. But that's, I don't know how, how easy of, a, of an achievement that is, especially when you're in the murky waters of like, well, how will people react to this? Yeah. You know, it's like you got to know and it's hard to know. All right, John, what's your final answer on, on third strike balance? What do you think? Rebalanced? Yes okay, or no? Okay, fine. Okay. I, I, I'm a hard <laughs> yes on this one. Uh, I just uh, played against Yan and Chun-Li for too many years and just altering those two characters alone. I would actually pick up and play third strike a bit more again. Uh, it would be fun to get there. Uh, but next we go down to Alpha 3. Uh, and this is a monster of a game to tackle because of the ism system. Every character has three different isms that you can choose. And you might be able to do a few things to tweak this game but but this is also a title alpha 3 that did not hold up well from a competitive standpoint uh and its predecessor alpha 2 which we'll talk about here in a second it was actually often looked more favorably by the competitive community overall like it was like you can play alpha 3 but why not play alpha 2 it's a better game um mm. so my vote here uh getting to it very quickly is a hard no um alpha 3 is just too much of a monster to take on like you could do it but it's like what is the what is the return on investment going to be? And I don't think it's going to be very good. Uh, so hard no here for Alpha 3. Sounds like a Super Smash Bros. brawl and melee type of ordeal. Maybe just not as, as pronounced and huge. 
uh, as as the Super Smash example. But yeah, I mean, if if the third if the third game actually was well a failure to the extent that the community went back to the second game. Uh, then maybe we should talk about rebalancing the second game again or something along those lines. But as you said, that's not something that's on the table. Uh, I have no problem skipping over Alpha 3 All for right. this. Well, speaking of Alpha 2, um, uh, people are, are going to think I've gone a little bit crazy here because I'm actually going to be asking for Rose nerfs. Um, but uh, I think Capcom's uh, time would be better spent on Ultra Street Fighter 4 and Street Fighter 3 here, to be clear. But if they're going to hit some of the older games as well, uh, Alpha 2 is the one I would look at, particularly like the utility and the frame data of some of the normals. Like Rose's Crouching Medium Punch is legendary in that game. Just like making some of the frame data on this stuff like match what modern expectations are. So you just kind of can't spam away with these moves uh, a lot of old school players uh, uh, especially would be like oh you've just ruined the heart of the game especially with this new change I'm about to mention like reducing custom combo damage down uh, that is one of the most explosive and crazy things you will see because uh, you can do like there's 100% combos like with custom combos and all that kind of stuff that you can pull off they're not easy to do you don't see them all the time but yeah um this game feels Alpha 2 feels a little bit more viable uh, to me than tweaking Alpha 3. But even then, I'd actually vote no here uh, because I think the game holds up just fine as is. If you've got a game this old Alpha 2 and people are still playing it, it's probably good enough as it is. Yeah, that's that kind of is where I keep going back to or I find myself keep going back to. It's like if people are still embracing these games as they exist and they've pushed through that whole obstacle of it, the, the imbalance is going to turn me off. It's like they're still playing it already. It, you could make their lives better, but they're if they're not overwhelmingly asking for it, and maybe Capcom puts out some polls or, or has a way of measuring just how much the desire for this is. I suspect there's not a ton of it. Um, but if there were, then maybe they could justify it. But the, again, I, I'm I'm really erring towards the side of this is not something that's asked for and needed, and it might it might do some good. It might do more harm yeah. than good in terms of the people's relationship with these games. So uh, maybe the efforts and the uh, and the mana is better spent and developing and further refining the modern games as opposed to going back. But I don't think that it's a terrible idea. And and there's of course some really cool benefits that would come from hey, it's Street Fighter Four and Elena doesn't have her BS anymore. It's like, what would that game look like? Well, maybe it'd be pretty cool, you know. And and so there is some some benefit. It's just I don't know that the cost out or the cost justifies it. Yeah. And then there's Alpha One uh, that never really got much play in the competitive scene, and that's for good reason. I just leave that game alone and let it be what it's going to be. Uh, why tweak? Uh, <laughs> why polish up a turd? Basically. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, the original Alpha One is not a not a good competitive game. So we get into the uh, Street Fighter Two series now. And that was actually already rebalanced a ton, even as recently as 2008. Um, so I, I think this one is fairly heavily resolved as well. I would throw HD Remix into the um, the package if possible. Uh, so it's there if people want to you know, have it to, to mess around with. Um, but honestly, though, if, if there's a game that doesn't need to be rebalanced, it's Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Um, it is just a, it's one of the, the longest running, most played games in the entire FGC. Uh, and keeping the exact balance and other stuff that we had is just it's totally fine. Uh, that game has... Uh, held uh, uh proven through the the uh, time that it's just it's good to damn it's good to go so yeah if anything make it more broken just do a mega <laughs> mode rainbow mode whatever make that the standard yeah just actually let's go back and answer all these for let break them more yeah just go crazy that's what we should do uh lastly we've, we've got street fighter one uh which we can throw out because it's never been a competitive game uh it's actually more of an endurance test to see who can get less frustrated at the controls uh there's literally no point in touching that one. Oh my goodness so um yeah uh as we said uh john like they're, they're, they're rebalancing these games is, is can be on the more expensive side unless you have in my opinion just a handful of tweaks to do because you're literally talking back going into the assembly code and tweaking a few variables and other stuff in there uh tweaking damage is not the hardest thing ever uh and then you know play testing that like it can be done but if you're going to go and heavily rebalance the game oh my gosh you're talking about massive amounts of effort so um yeah it's there there it is i'm really curious what our audience thinks of this so please leave a comment below on each of the games that we've discussed and anything that you guys you know could think that would be a really good thing to look at um, and we'll be checking them out. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap us up for this week of the Event Hub's Talk and Block Show. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back with you soon. See you.